The following message is from the North Shore Christian Centre MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about North Shore Christian Centre is available at www.nscc.org.au. I want to share a little bit with you this morning, before we send them out, about the meaning of baptism. So there's two texts that I want to share with you this morning. The first one is Matthew 28 verse 19. Matthew 28 verse 19 says to go into all the world, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So what you are seeing this morning is a fulfillment of the Great Commission. Then there is another scripture in Colossians chapter 2 verses 11 to 12 that I want to focus a little bit on this morning. And it seems like a a strange scripture to focus in on, but I I want to do so and explain it to you. Colossians chapter 2 verses 11 and 12 says this, In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And you, I mean, really, you've got to read all the rest of verse 15, which is incredibly powerful about the defeat of the enemy. But I want to focus on this first part of the verse because to us, Baptism is not just a ritual, it is a meaningful ceremony. So let's, let's talk about that for a little while. Because in the Old Testament, people bore a mark upon their body that they were children of God. And the mark that they bore was circumcision. Circumcision was a mark. And the mark was, this is the people of God, the male of the family would be circumcised and that whole mark upon their body was a sign that they belonged to God. I'm just so thrilled that uh, circumcision is an Old Testament thing, not a New Testament thing. And, um, and, and, but there is a mark now for New Testament people. There is a mark and it's a mark that identifies people as the people of God, and that mark is baptism. And that's what Paul was referring to when he mentioned this whole thing of, of now we are circumcised with the circumcision that's not made with hands. This is, this is a mark that's upon us that's not made with hands. It's a godly mark. And when God looks, he actually looks at who are the ones marked as my people. And he sees those who are baptized as those that have been marked as his people. See, the fact is that in our society, we have lots of rituals that are marks for certain things. And so if you'll notice on my hand, I wear a wedding band. And so this, is, this wedding band is a mark that I wear that's got a message How many of you know what this message means when it's on this finger? Who can tell me what it means? It it means, well, let me explain it to you because some of you are putting strange translations to it. It means that I am a one-woman man. 
That's what it means. It means that a long time ago, 13th of December, 1980, I made a decision that I was going to be committed to one woman for the rest of my life. And it was one of the greatest decisions that I've ever made. And it was just a decision that's changed my life. But this ring is a declaration to people that something happened to this man at a particular time that set him aside. And you know what? For me, this is not just a piece of jewelry. This is a message. See, some people see rings as pieces of jewelry. For me, this is never a piece of jewelry. This speaks. This ring speaks. It talks to people. When people see this ring, it actually gives them a message. And the message that it gives them is this man is in love with a woman. And he's made a commitment to her and that ring declares it. Baptism does the same thing. Baptism says we're in love with Jesus. Baptism says, I'm not ashamed of Jesus. Baptism says, I'm ready to follow him. And I don't care who sees. I don't care who witnesses this. I'm in love with Jesus. And it is the mark upon my body that I'm a God lover. About three people are excited about that. So for us, it's not a ritual. It's a ceremony. And it's a meaningful ceremony. And it's a wonderful ceremony. The second thing that I want to say about baptism is not only it's a meaningful ceremony, but it's also a meaningful celebration. And it celebrates so many things. Let me tell you some of the things that it celebrates. It celebrates that Jesus came from heaven to earth. That's the first thing it celebrates. Can you think about this just for a little while? That Jesus left his throne in glory, took on human flesh, and came to live amongst us. Wow. God became man. That's an incredible mystery that all of us have to come to grips with, that God could actually take on human flesh. But baptism celebrates that. It celebrates that God came to earth. The second thing it celebrates is that he came to earth to die. Can you believe that? That he was born to die. And he was born to die because of us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. See, this is, this is the thing that we've got to come to grips with. What we've got to come to grips with is that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every single one of us has sinned. Now, the problem with most Australians is that they've defined sin as murder and rape and pillage. And they've defined sin as the big ones. Whereas God defines sin as anything that's contrary to his will. So if you ever made a mistake that's contrary to God's will, then you've sinned. So if you've, have you ever taken something that doesn't belong to you, you've sinned. Yeah, but it was only a little thing. To God, whether it be little or whether it be big, sin is sin. So you've got to understand that God is a holy God and sin is offensive to God. Yeah. Do you know, one, one of the problems that we have in Australia is that this message has become very, very unpopular. We want to make people feel bad. No, My goal is not to make you feel bad. My goal is to get you saved. 
My goal is to get the sin out of your life. And this is, this is the message of the gospel that Jesus came because every single one of us had sinned. Every single one of us have become separated from God. And God loved us so much that he made a solution. And the solution, get hold of this. Think of all the solutions that you could have. Think of all the solutions. Oh, what we make them do, we'll make them work harder. That would be a great solution, wouldn't it? For everyone that has sinned, we get them to do a lot of good things. How many of you think that would be a great solution? Come on, let's get them to work hard. Let's, let's make them give to the poor. Let's, make them, let's, let's put all these rules for them to fulfill. That would be a great solution. How many of you think that would be a great solution? This was God's solution. Get hold of this. This was God's solution. What if we pay the price and the penalty for their sins? And the only thing they have to do is believe. What? That can't be right. Make them pay. Make them work. What if we die? In their place. What if we pay the penalty for their sin? Folks, that was God's solution. And it, and, and it goes against everything that we want. Because we want to pay for our sins. We want to do the good works. We want to do the right thing. And God says, no, let me do it for you. And that's what separates Christianity from every single other ones of the world's religions. Every single one of the world's religions says, you earn your salvation by what you do. Christianity says, salvation has been paid by what he's done. By what he's done. By what he's done. By what Jesus did when he bled and died upon the cross and split history in two. The cross of Jesus Christ divided history right smack in the middle. The most important event that ever happened on this planet was the death of Jesus Christ. And three days later, when he rose from the dead, defeated Satan, defeated the devil, defeated sin, defeated hell, defeated everything that holds the fear over your life, he defeated it when he rose from the dead and proved that everything he said was true. And my friends, today in baptism, that's what we celebrate. So this is what happens. We give this message out that Jesus died for your sins, that he rose from the dead on the third day. And people have this opportunity to respond. We don't force it down people's throats. We just declare it. And we pray for the Holy Spirit to open up people's hearts. Amelia, you can come now. I think your 10 minutes are up. (laughs) And so this is so powerful for you to get hold of this. Because we don't ram it down people's throats. We declare the message and we pray. And so we've been praying for you. We've been praying. And this is our prayer. Lord, open, open their minds. Open their hearts. Open their understanding that they might understand this. Understand what? Understand that you've sinned. For some people, that, they haven't even got that understanding. They think, oh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm a good bloke. I'm a good woman. But you know what? When the Holy Spirit comes knocking at your door, he shows you 
all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so if you've got a revelation of this, that's the work of God that has come to you. The other thing that becomes a revelation is that Jesus paid the penalty for you. Now, a lot of people, that message is not a brand new one. It's been here for 2,000 years, but some people still don't get it. I mean, Easter comes, Easter goes. And it's like, yeah, that was about Easter eggs, wasn't it? No, it was about the fact that Jesus died upon a cross. People wear the, wear the jewelry around their neck, but don't understand what it means. But you know what? If you're here today and you're beginning to understand that he paid the penalty, it's not about what you do. It's about what he's done. And you've got that revelation. The Holy Spirit is at work in you. And so get hold of this. He's paid the price. He's given you the revelation. He's knocking at your heart's door saying, I want to do something in your life. But there's an obstacle. He said, what's the obstacle? The obstacle is your will. That's the obstacle. See, God has given you free will. And you can either say yes or you can say no to Jesus. And the beautiful thing about these nine people that are getting baptized today is that every single one of them, when they felt that, that the Holy Spirit revealing Jesus, they felt the knock at their door where Jesus says, would you let me in? I want to come into your heart. I want to transform you. I want to forgive your sins. I want to give you a hope and a future. They made a decision. And the decision was, I will. I'll open up my heart to you, Lord Jesus. I'll let you into my life. I'll let you do whatever work you want to do in me. Transform me. Change me. Make my life a God-honoring life. And that's all it takes. Folks, you don't need to be perfect. You just need to be willing. Thanks for listening to this message from the North Shore Christian Centre Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at www.nscc.org.au. Through our website, you can keep up to date with what's happening in the life of our church in Chatswood, New South Wales, as well as accessing other free resource materials. 